With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Eight hundred eight two three eight two five five. Good morning. I am Ron Wilson, your personal yard boy, talking about yarding, cruising our way through the month of December. Let's kick off our show with a cup of Joe. That's Mr. Joe Strecker, our executive producer. Find out what's going on his lawn, his landscape, which I can guarantee you is not a whole lot right now. Nope. And of course, our website, RonWilsonOnline dot com, and of course, our Facebook page, In the Garden with Ron Wilson. Good morning, sir. How's everything going? Good. You've got to be just cold. loving this cold, little bit of snowy weather. Oh, that's the best. Makes me want to just stay here forever. Stay where? Here in the studio with me? No, in our area. Oh. And never move to Arizona. It just makes your retirement somewhere down the road even more... Satisfying? Satisfying. It looks something that, you know, at the end of the tunnel. Sure. Every yeah, time it snows and yeah. gets cold, you're just like, boy, I can't wait. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm one year closer. Another year it's closer. Just, yeah, it's... This week was just bad. Now, I'm just curious. Is your beautiful bride all set with that, too? She doesn't like the cold weather either. Oh, she doesn't? Nope. Oh, well, there you go. So she likes Arizona? Yeah. Don't know, but... Don't know, as long as it's not here. As long as it's warmer. As long as it's warmer, that's all we ask for. Of course, the way the climate's changing... Okay, Al Gore. I didn't say global warming. (laughs) I said changing. Mm -hmm. Well, look at that front that's coming through right now. I know. Holy schmoles. Yeah. I think it's going to be just below us, I think. Right. But nasty stuff. Well, you know... Extremes. That's it, it's very extreme. Yeah, it's very extreme. I'm, and I'm ready for warm weather again. I'm ready for spring already. I think Arizona's had more rain than they normally have. Yeah, I'll take that. And you know how much I love the rain. You do love the rain. I wonder if it lightnings out there. Uh, probably a lot because it's so dry. You know. And good point. You know. You know how you in, in the winter time. That's when you always have the static electricity. Because mm-hmm. it's so dry. It's so dry. Huh. Hmm. There you go. Maybe we'll ask Ron Rothhouse later. Why? We got you. Yeah, Ron. Who? That's right. We got Joe. <laughs> so yeah, it's a little nippy here in our area that, uh, today. I watched and, that movie last, last night and still laughed. What? Which one? It's a little nippy. It's a little nippy. Christmas vacation. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some, I still crack up. <laughs> but you know what I do now? Hey Clark, things full. <laughs> <laughs> Go get yourself something special too. You know what I do now? I've watched that movie so many times. Right. I saw it twice the day it came out. I saw it in the movies at, at like a, at a, a one o'clock, and then I went back and took the family that evening. We saw it twice on the same day. Yeah, I've seen it so many times. I now look at the different scenes and see different things that are. If you watch it, there are so many things that are wrong. Mm-hmm. Like when Eddie's in the in the driveway with his camper when the lights are going off and on. You notice that he's in there before that 
it's he's in an overhead shot. You see the camper in there, mm-hmm. so you know he's there, but you, most people don't notice that. He's pulled in, but then when they show him the kid's getting out, it's pulling out. Oh. So it's pointing two different directions. Hmm. If you watch him stapling the, the staples onto the house, and gets yeah. his, his sleeve caught. Yeah. His gloves are clear. When they do up close shots, his gloves are covered with snow. Oh. I mean, so, now I'm starting to catch stuff like that. Oh, gosh. Like, you're watching the clo- we watch that way too closely. I, that's what I'm saying. I've gotten into it, so it's. I yeah. still love that movie, though. Yeah, so Great movie. I still laugh. Is that your favorite holiday movie? Uh, you know what? No. It's my second favorite. Okay, what's your favorite? Well, I like Rudolph, of course. That's not really a movie, mm-hmm. so. Uh, Scrooged. Really? Yeah, with Bill Murray. Yeah. I love that movie. Such a lot your, of people don't, haven't even, never even seen it. favorite Christmas movie is Scrooge. I love Scrooge. Huh. I never would have thought of that. Love that one. Yeah, Christmas Vacation. Oh, Christmas Vacation, of course. It's a Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. Miracle on 40, 34th, whatever that street. Yeah. I like those oldies too, but yeah, Scrooged. I love that really? movie. Yeah. yeah. Something about it. I don't know. I've always liked that one too. Very. No, that's, that's something I didn't know about. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. You don't like it? Very cool. No, I, I I like it, but it's not like my top. I, I bet movies. most people don't watch. Have only seen it once or haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, I've at seen all. it once or twice, maybe, yeah. maybe. And, you know, and you know, my favorite Christmas movie of all time um, is um, Polar Express. Great movie. Um, ever since that, you ever since that you. came out, it's just I don't know what it is about that movie. Um, wasn't that kind of the it's, first movie with the the graphics that they used? Yeah, it was yeah. just it's really. I mean, just watching that is, it's every time it's on, I I'll watch it, mm-hmm. and I've always wanted to you know to ride the Polar Express, <laughs> ride the Polar Express. But you know, now that the girls are older, um, they're not really into the magic of the Polar Express anymore. And it's kind of sad. Yeah. So, but I love, and and, and before that, uh, the, my favorite movie was Christmas Vacation too. Oh but, yeah. But, but Polar Express took it over because it was just that was a great movie. Yeah, good movie. Great, great, great movie. And, That's one of those uh, movies and I've probably is... only watched two or three times. Huh. Polar Express? Yeah. Well, I liked it. Well, Very good. Well, you got grandkids, so better start watching it. Again. True. More. True. What's your favorite uh, holiday special? Rudolph. Rudolph? Yeah. It's kind of ironic that you would say that today. Why? Because guess who's got Rudolph boots today? <laughs> You're kidding. The Durango kid. Hold them up. Let's see him. Look at that. Now turn the lights off. Turn the lights off. They do glow. (laughs) Holy mackerel. So is that your favorite, Danny Gleason? Of course. He's nodding his head. head He's nodding his head up and down. He has Rudolph boots on. Now you got to tell me, that's probably deer skin. I knew it. Mm -hmm. Deer skin boots. Yep. Red red balls on the ends like the nose and the the nose. Yep. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. And and I don't know if you're looking. See what he's holding up right now. What he's got his own set of the Island of Misfit toys. Those are yeah, Charlie in the box. He's that he loves the Charlie, Charlie in the box, box is my favorite of the Misfits. Yeah. Uh, or the gun that shoots jelly. Yeah, or yeah. the cowboy that rides an ostrich. <laughs> uh, look, oh, he can alternate those boots to lighten up too. I know they're like alternating. That's pretty neat. That's pretty neat. So he has Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer boots. Yep, actually made out of deer skin. Hmm. Very, very nice. I don't know how it... Very festive. He must have gotten a raise, because those must be expensive. That's got to be... Well, I don't know as many deers I've seen along the road lately. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, as much as I, I love Rudolph, and every time Rudolph is on, I'll try to watch it or try to catch it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Charlie Brown Christmas is my favorite. Is By it? far. By far. It was on last night. I know. Sadly, I, didn't, I missed it. It wasn't last night. It was on... Yeah, it was on yeah, yesterday. No, it was on Thursday. 
That was it's been Thursday. on every night. Yeah, I saw it Thursday night. Right, and then and I think one of the stations where I watched uh, Christmas Vacation, they're running it all the time. Right, so you can catch. Yeah, it was on the other night, and uh, yeah, that's my favorite by far. My favorite. Yeah, love a Charlie Brown Christmas. I I like the Charlie Brown Christmas. Uh, it's in the top ten. Oh, it's in the top one for me, but not the top five. Yeah. All right. Whatever floats your boat. Charlie Brown fan. I do like the soundtrack though. Oh. Outstanding Best. soundtrack. Yep. Best. I could play that any time mm-hmm. of the year. I could play it in June. It's yep. still awesome. Yep. Uh, any guests today? Guests on our show? No. Are you kidding? I'm guessing just Sully. No. Nope. Rita Heikenfeld will be calling in. Ooh. Top of the hour. Yes. What? She's going to talk about Christmas gifts that you can make yourself. Hmm. You know, she does a lot of that, and it's they're great gifts. She's going to talk about that. And then following up uh, with Rita is Melissa Myers. Of course, uh, Melissa, internationally known gardening expert. We'll be on with us, uh, giving us some holiday tips as well. Um, she has a great set of uh, CDs on uh, or DVDs on uh, gardening. Uh, we're going to talk about those as well. But uh, always fun having Melissa Myers on, uh, and because she is like worldwide, she is. She's she's and she's, to take time out to be on our show she's is big, a really big, really big, really big, really big, huge. Well, she's and, not, but and yeah, that her mystique, but her mystique is yes, and. Um, Going along with that theme on your website today, yes. uh, Ron Wilson's tips for if you want to give your gardener a book for Christmas. Yes. So we got a list isn't, of, of Yard Boy approved 2018 books, signed, sealed, delivered, the whole list there. And uh, I haven't priced them out, but if you buy every single one of those on Amazon, uh, you'll you buy a small <laughs> fortune. I think about two-thirds of the people that are on that list and books have been on our show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, that's when we find a book we like, we... Recommend them, have it on our show. So, yeah, so if you're looking for gardening books uh, for Christmas gifts for rather yourself, which I like to buy. You buy yourself something for Christmas? Do I? Yeah. Uh, not really. Oh, I always buy something and put it to Ron from Ron. No, I don't do that. Oh, I do that every year. It's always fun because I get that one little something that, you know, for me. There's always one time a year where I'll like, you know what, I really want that, and I'll just go ahead and get it. Yeah. But it's not usually for Christmas. It's usually just like. Well, I just it, if, it. if it just happened to be around Christmas, yeah. it might be, but. Usually there's just, there's like one time a year where it's like, you know what, I really want that. I'm just going to get it. Yep. This year it was, um, for me, it was the, um, you know how they now have the the old Nintendos? Remember Nintendo? When, when I was when I was, when I was a little whippersnapper, mm-hmm. uh, they now have where every single game is in the one console. Wow. And it was like, I don't know, 40 bucks or something like that. feel weird playing it? Yeah. The old Nintendo games? Cause now, yeah, because now I can't beat them. Oh, you can't? <laughs> no, I, I forgot everything. It's <laughs> like, I remember as, all those old as things. Soon as, as soon as you hit like a certain age, you forget how to play video games. Apparently. I was good at Pong. Yeah, but I, that's before my time. <laughs> I was good at Tetris. Yeah. Till it really started raining down and I would lose it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I was never very good at all. I could I could beat Mario in five minutes. I couldn't remember where all those things were that you had to jump up and bang yeah. and bang. I, 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 I had those memorized, but not anymore. Some kids could do that. And you were one of them. I was one of them. I could, I could beat Mario I could in five too. minutes. I could see that. Um, and my game back in the day was uh, Contra. Mm. That game was awesome. And I, I, and I don't remember the secret code, but everyone knew the secret code back then. It was great. I remember many years ago when you were a Guitar Hero. Well, that, was a, that was a while back. A that's, that's, long time and, ago. Trust me, that's, um, that's not coming back. <laughs> Uh, in keeping up with Rita's theme, hopefully she'll mention her soup in a jar. Soup in a jar. Soup in a jar. I bet she'll say that's a great Christmas present. It's the same I as, bet that'll be in her list it, today. That's the same as something in a box? Soup in a jar? No? I don't know. Hmm. 
I'm sure that genie in a bottle. But, but I'm sure that's our her uh, going to be on her list of things to make. I bet it so, will be. So if you want to see the soup in a jar, it's right there already for you, and you don't have to wait for Rita. RonWilsonOnline.com. Plant of the week. It's an unsung hero. The unsung hero. It really is because kind of like you, Mr. Wilson. Yeah, right. Uh, it it is because you drive down the street and you see these plants now, especially because of the red berries. Have no idea what they are. You see them in a lot of holiday porch pots, mainstay for holiday porch pots because of the berries. And you're like, the berries look like hollies, but it doesn't have any leaves on the stem. What is it? Well, guess what? It is a holly. It's a deciduous holly. It's called Ilex reticulata. There you go. Or verticillata. One or the other. Winterberry. Or the winterberry. <laughs> and it's just an outstanding plant for this time of the year. The birds eventually will eat those berries off for you, but what a show. Very much underused. All kinds of new selections on the market for you. They are male and female plants, so you need a male to pollinate those females to get those berries. But an undersung, an under, yeah, it's it's just great, great plant. Take a look at it. It's at RonWilsonOnline.com. And I like the very last sentence on there where it has the list of males, and one of them is Jim Dandy. Jim Dandy. Jim Dandy to the rescue. <laughs> actually, gentleman is gentleman, uh, southern gentleman on there. A southern gentleman. Yeah, mm-hmm. he actually flowers the longest period of time, so oh, he can pollinate all of the girls. Makes sense. But Jim Dandy's uh, right Jim behind. Jim Dandy. The southern that's gentleman. my name. There you go. Hey, Jim Dandy. Jim Dandy to the rescue. <laughs> Black that's Oak, Arkansas. One of your favorite bands. All right. All right. I think that's a... Uh, Is that it? That's it. I Durango gotta, Kid, one more time. Hold his boots hold up. Hold those boots Look up. at him. He's playing with his Durango Charlie in the box. with your boots so bright. Won't, Won't you, you guy Ron Wilson tonight? Today. Today, this ish. morning. Yeah. Okay. Don't quit our day job. I get it. Hey, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Well, it's not there yet, but Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I'm looking for, you know, we still have what two weeks? Couple to go? weeks, couple more weeks. I'm I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. Soak it all in. Joe Strecker, our executive producer. Of course, if you like everything you see on our website at ronwilsononline.com and our Facebook page in the Garden with Ron Wilson, Joe had absolutely everything to do with it. Now, if there's something on there you don't like, call the Durango Kid. Call the Durango Kid because Joe had nothing to do with that. Phone lines are open. 800-823-8255 here in the Garden with Ron Wilson. For the do-it-yourself gardener at 1-800-823-TALK. You're in the garden with Ron Wilson. morning. Welcome back. You're in the garden with Ron Wilson. Again, that toll-free number, 800-823-8255. Talking about yarding uh, halfway through the month of December. Just trying to soak all the holiday season in. We still have two good, solid weeks before Christmas. Loving it. Get out there and enjoy the lights. Do whatever. I was putting our lights up. I took the day off yesterday, and I was uh, put, put some of our lights up. I I don't do like I used to, but, you know, the you lights are You took the day off? I actually took the day off. Can you believe that? 
No. Uh, I know that most people, when I turned it in my slip and said, I'm going to take a day off, they're like, you got to be kidding me. But yeah, took the day off and uh, hung up a few Christmas lights and got our tree and getting that taken care of and kind of starting to do some cleanup. And you know, one thing I really, really have fun doing, and I have fun doing all of it, but it's putting together the holiday porch pots. Do you do that at your house? You know, if you've got some extra empty pots, empty containers, you can make an arrangement most of the time out of things in your own yard. If not, go to the local garden center that sells Christmas trees or a local Christmas tree lot and ask them if you can have some of the greens that are laying around the ground. Or sometimes they bundle them up and sell them to you for basically nothing. Or when you buy your cut Christmas tree, you did get your cut Christmas tree, right? And you have the bottom cleaned up a little bit, you get to save those as well. I actually grow two huge Japanese yews in our backyard. I never prune them except right now because I go through and cut off the longer branches to use for greens for making my holiday porch pots. But I use a combination of branches of greens. You can do them short, long, whatever it may be. And you're making basically a holiday floral arrangement out of outdoor plants. Um, and you just use the pot with the soil in it, wet it down. I like to get it good and moist so that you can stick them down in there, and you're just sticking these pieces in the pot to create your holiday porch pot. Now, if you want to know more what I'm talking about, if you've never done this before, it's really simple. Just go to, if you're in Pinterest, uh, it's all over Pinterest, uh, but just Google holiday porch pot, and there'll be all kinds of great uh, great pictures that'll come up for you, great ideas. Um, as a matter of fact, our plant of the week, you heard Joe and I talking about earlier, the winterberry or the deciduous holly, you'll see that used an awful lot in there because there's no leaves on the plant. It's all berries. So once you get your evergreen branches to spray in there nice and evenly distributed, sticking a few of those in there works great. Red twig dogwood, yellow twig dogwood, uh, burning bush, the branches from burning bush with that corky bark really looks nice in there. Hawthorn berries, viburnum berries with branches. Then you can make this arrangement. And again, like I say, make sure that there's moisture in that pot. Make your arrangement. Put a bow on it. Maybe put a few holiday decorations on it. So you've got these, for, and you can put them by your front door, put them on the patio, on the porch. I do two at the front, three in the back. So I do five of them total. And so you've got you know some nice decorations. They look great all the way through the holiday season. After the new year, take the holiday decorations out, take the bows out, all right, and just leave them like they are. Now you've got yourself a winter planter. All right, so now that stays like that over the winter time, and you enjoy it over the winter. And guess what? Then we fired back up in the springtime, making container gardening a four-season project. We'll talk more about that. Got lots of tips to share with you. And, of course, our website, ronwilsononline.com, has all good uh, info for you as well. Phone lines are open, 800-823-8255. It's here in the garden with Ron Wilson. questions ron has the answers at 1-800-823-TALK you're in the garden with ron wilson
Good morning. Welcome back. You're in the garden with Ron Wilson. Again, that toll-free number, 800-823-8255. Talking about yardening. Christmas two weeks away. New Year's three weeks away. Can you believe all that? And then we start all over again. No, I can't believe it. Danny can't believe it. The, the Durango kid. And, of course, he's got his uh, his uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer boots on today. They're absolutely outstanding. They are glowing. He can turn the lights off in his uh, production <laughs> excuse me, production room, and they just glow in there. So, you know, he can guide our show at night or in the day or in the morning or whatever. No pictures. No pictures. No pictures. But uh, yeah, I made out of Venice, or uh, yeah, start say Venice. Us made out of deer skin, and take it's two. yeah, take two. Uh, I like Venice. Do you like Venice? No, not at all. No, too gamey. Doesn't yeah. like that. Uh, okay, I like Venice. Venice and chili. Anyway, talking about yardening, and of course we could talk about Venice and chili too if you wanted to. 800-823-8255. Quick reminder coming up in our next hour, Rita Heikenfeld will join us. We're going to talk about uh, gifts that you can make from the garden. Uh, for the Christmas season, one of which is on our website. It's uh, Rita's Soup in a Jar, perfect gift, gift for Christmas at ronwilsononline.com. Going to talk about more things than just that, and, of course, uh, what her herb garden is doing right now, which I can't imagine too much the way the weather's been. Then after Rita, we're going to talk with Melinda Meyer. She's going to be on the phone with us, internationally known gardening expert, and uh, always fun when Melinda's on with us. She's got uh, some great DVDs. On gardening, she also has a couple of great books that I highly recommend. As a matter of fact, speaking of those books, I promised that last you uh, last week that I would post and uh, have Joe post on our website this week a list of great gardening books that we I recommend that I am very familiar with. I've read and gone through all of them. Had most of the time had uh, the author on our show, uh, and it's it's amazing how that list has really grown over the years. But great books if you're interested in different categories. I went to Rita, and she gave me a list of some of her favorite herb books as well. So we added that to the, at the list as well. So you'll see Rita's, some of Rita's favorite selections too. And there's a couple books on there that aren't, haven't even been released yet, but I was given the um, – they let me download them so I can read them uh, on the computer uh, before they're even released – uh, which is one is uh, growing things from food waste, and we're going to have can't think of her name right now. We're going to have her on on um, I think around the twenty second of December, something like that. Uh, she'll be on and talking about that new book, but I have it on the list for you, and I think it's available around the fifteenth of December. So it'll be close to Christmas as far as a Christmas gift. But boy, there's some great great books through there. A couple DVDs, and of course, Alan Armitage's uh, gardening uh, app, which is a great app for anybody. Whether you're a professional gardener, master gardener, horticulturalist, hobby gardener, whatever it may be, that app is absolutely outstanding. It's expensive, ladies and gentlemen, $4.99. It's expensive. I understand that. But it's uh, it's well worth the $4.99. It truly is. But check through our list. And uh, Melinda Meyer, we've got, uh, Myers, we've got her uh, DVD set on there. She wrote a book called uh, Midwest Gardening, which is an, a good generic book for the Midwest gardening. Uh, sometimes those just kind of get a little lost. This one's a really good – I really liked this one of all those generic ones that are out there. And Small Space Gardening, which is uh, interesting for those that have condos or apartments, have small areas to plant. Uh, pretty good book there as well. Before we go into the break, I was talking about the holiday porch pots. And if you haven't done this before, it's really fun. Now, you'll find them available for sale at most of the independent garden centers – even see some at the uh, box stores will have them in there that are pre-made for you as well. So they are available, but it's so easy to take your containers that you already have and turn them into holiday porch pots. And 
It's easy to do. You don't have to be a floral designer to do it. And, of course, there's so many great examples on the Internet. It's crazy. Just Google holiday porch pot, and you'll get all kinds of great ideas. And like I said, you can, you'll you get most of those. You can find most of that stuff in your own yard and garden uh, to use in there. And if not, um, sneak over in your neighbors maybe at nighttime. No, nah, just ask before you do that. But go to your local independent garden center. A lot of time they will sell boxwood and the red twig dogwoods and the the Fraser fir boughs and things like that that you can use to make those holiday porch pots. And I think what's interesting about this, you know, I'm a big container gardener. I've been container gardening for years and years and years. And the thing that's, and of course, container gardening just continues to get more popular and more popular and more popular every year, every generation, taking it to another level. And, you know, right now, you know, not gardens not being as big as they used to, container gardening, and of course, raised beds, just fit right into the bill there as far as growing things on your patio and your deck, those herbs, a couple tomato plants, whatever it may be. But I think the thing that, that to, to learn about this with the holiday porch pots is that container gardening truly can be a four-season event. And you think about that and go, well, uh, well you want four seasons, and you can. Now, obviously, the containers that you're going to leave outside for you know the year-round, you've got to make sure that they're weatherproof, weather-hardy, that they're not going to freeze and crack over the wintertime. You know, less expensive, but sometimes pottery will freeze and crack over the winter. A couple things you can do to help them out if they're decorative planters is that before you pot them up, take bubble wrap. You know, the old bubble wrap? Take that and wrap it or line the inside of your pot first, okay? Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention this. You can actually seal the inside of the pot so moisture doesn't get into the pot. Actually helps to slow down, slow them down from, down from drying out in the summertime. But there are products that you can spray on the inside of the pot to seal it so now the moisture doesn't get into the pot, and that's where you get into trouble. Uh, a lot of times this moisture get into, gets into the pot, freezing and thawing causes it to crack. Also, the expansion of the soil in the pot can cause it to, you know, it expands and it causes it to crack. So you seal the inside of the pot. Then you use the bubble wrap to line the inside of the pot. That acts as an insulator for you over the wintertime and in the summertime, and it allows for the expansion of that soil when it's wet when through the freezing and thawing process. So you seal the inside of the pot. You use the plastic bubble wrap on the inside. Then you put your potting soil in there. Now you're ready to go for all four seasons. But you get, you know, this time of the year, let's just start with, with right now. We have a pot, and, and I for the holiday season, I usually use just the black nursery pots, plastic pots, because I use the everything that's on top covers up. They, it kind of hides the pot under, underneath. You don't have to worry about them cracking or breaking or whatever. But you can use any pot. But point being is this. You do these containers with the greens, the berries, whatever it may be. And then you put the bow in there and the holiday decorations so it looks great for the holiday season. After Christmas is over, after the New Year's is over, you take the holiday decorations out and leave everything else there. Now you've got yourself a winter planter. So the winter planter has nice greens in it, berries in it, and the birds will feed on those over the winter time. An assortment of uh, uh, branches that are colorful, like red twig dogwoods, yellow twig dogwoods, things like that. So it looks nice for you over the winter. So now your container gives you color and decoration over the winter time. Once we start getting into March or so, and the weather starts to change and starts to warm up, trust me, those evergreens. Although I have had some start to butt out, well, typically start to turn brown at that point. 
and you pull those out, and now you're ready to start planting your cool crops like pansies and things like that to get the season started early. So now you jumped into some pansies, uh, maybe even some cool crops, some of the uh, greens that you can put in there as well. Uh, get those cool crops going early. So now you're using it for early spring. When it gets a little bit warmer, get more into the uh, annual season so we can start planting annuals there. You pull those out, and now you go in and plant with your summer annuals. The marigolds, petunias, impatiens, the tropical plants, all of that for the summertime season. As the summertime winds down and we start to look at fall... Some of those can be left in. Some of them can be taken out. And now we add the mums and the cabbage and the kale and back to the pansies and cool season crops that will carry us through the fall season up until Thanksgiving or a little bit after where we tear all that out and now put in our winter greens. So now we've ter- turned our, our, uh, our pots into four-season container gardening. And it's very, very easy to do. And you've got something going on there all the time for you. So it's very easy to do. So anyway, uh, the, the plant of the week is uh, is deciduous holly. Take a look at it. It's one of the a great staple for uh, holiday porch pots, but also a great one for your backyard landscape, for screening. They'll take wet areas, sun, partial shade, loses the leaves in the wintertime, great yellow fall color, and then those bright berries. And that gives you something to use for your decorations indoor and out. When we come back from the break, there's a little key to keeping all this fresh over the wintertime. I'll share that with you. i got other tips to share with you as well. Don't forget, coming up at the top of the hour, Rita Heikenfeld, then Melinda Myers. And, of course, we're taking your calls at 800-823-8255 here in the garden with Ron Wilson. Landscaping made easier with your personal yard boy. He's in the garden, and he's Ron Wilson. Good morning. Welcome back. You're in the Garden with Ron Wilson. Again, that toll-free number, 800-823-8255, talking about yardening. And, of course, the holiday season is upon us. And if you are, by chance, um, looking to have those amaryllis and paper white bulbs ready for the holiday season, it takes about six weeks once they start to grow for those things to start to flower. Obviously, we're only about two weeks away. So at that at this rate, you'll have to find them already growing uh, to be able to work for you to have colors for the holiday season. But I want to recommend this. You can't get them, you know, to buy the kits or whatever right now or the individual bulbs and to pot them up. Not going to make it for the holiday season. But it's even better when they don't make it for the holiday season and, and flower for you during the winter. And that's why I always suggest one two or two things here. One is amaryllis bulb kits and paper white bulb kits where they come in the box and it's a kit got everything for you, are outstanding Christmas presents. Absolutely outstanding presents. Because I guarantee you, you're going to give that to somebody, and I've given it to all ages. You'll look at that and kind of go, okay, thank you, appreciate it, that'll be really nice. But 
you know, because, you know, it's a kit and got to plant it up and all that. But once they do that and once it flowers, I guarantee you, you will hear from them the second time saying, oh, my gosh, this thing is absolutely gorgeous. Didn't realize how easy it was to do if they've never done it before. And the great amount of color that you get from the amaryllis or the paper white kits. And, of course, the uh, paper whites have that pungent, some people will say odor. I say fragrance. Uh, It can be pretty strong sometimes uh, that just fills up the house. Uh, But either one of them make excellent, excellent Christmas presents. But as you're out at your local independent garden centers or places where they do sell plants and they sell these kits, the closer you get to Christmas or after Christmas, a lot of times if they have any left over, they'll go on sale. Now, for paper whites, they pretty much stay dormant and will sit there for you until you add water, and then they start to grow. But sometimes the amaryllis will start to grow in the kit. So a little tip here. Open it up and take a look. If they've just started to sprout a little bit, not a problem. If they really start to grow in there, you may want to get another one. But point being is this. Buy several of them. Pot them up on about three-week intervals. Do it three or four times. Guess what that does? Because the flowers will last on the amaryllis about three weeks. Paper white's a couple weeks. Um, But that'll give you colors off and on throughout the entire winter season. And it's really easy to do. I mean, you know, it's easy. And we know who likes all about easy. Uh, I don't know if Gary Sullivan does these or not. But if he was looking for something for winter color, this would be right up his alley because it's all about easy. But again, paper white kits, amaryllis kits, great Christmas presents, but a great gift for you or other folks as well, if you buy them, get a whole bunch of them, and then just pot them up about three, every three weeks or so, and that'll just give you some great color throughout the entire winter season. If you have poinsettias, and who doesn't like poinsettias for great holiday color, second most recognizable holiday plant besides the cut Christmas tree, um, you know, the newer varieties that are out there today, if you give them just some good light, water them before they dry out totally, um, if you do that, even if they lose some of those green leaves down below, they typically hold on to the red or yellow or white. And I say yellow because there's some out there, whites or pinks or variegated or whatever it is. They'll hold on to those bracts right on through the winter season. So, you know, sometimes you get those with foil on the bottom. Well, sometimes the foil can be your, your it can be an enemy if you, if you keep it on there and you don't drain that out every time you water. They sit in water. But it can be your friend because the foil kind of covers up the bottom. So if you lose some of those leaves, you don't notice it quite as much when that foil's on the bottom. And those colors stay on the top. And those will, seriously, they'll last for you all winter long as long as you give medium to bright light, cooler temperatures, water it before it totally dries out, lukewarm water, let it all drain through the bottom, put it back out. They'll last for you all winter long. So don't just get rid of them. Don't just think of them as the holiday and pitch them out. Hang on to them. Now, there's some folks, and we've some of us, we've all done this, you know, we'll hang on to them end of the spring season. Now, all of a sudden, you got this plant that's still alive. Can I grow it through the summer? You can. You can cut those things back once the uh, once the weather breaks and so you're frost-free. Plant them outside. Keep them in the container, but plant them outside in the ground, container and all. Put them in a larger pot than what they're in right now. Watch them grow. They grow like a weed. Now, they are a weed in their native land in Mexico and South America, and they'll get pretty good size. Then you have to figure out what you're going to do with it to bring it back in the house. But you can actually slide that pot out of the ground, bring it back in the house in the fall, and you can limit the daylight. You know, the way that works is it's eight hours of daylight, 14 uh, to 16 hours or so of darkness, somewhere around there, 14, 16 hours of darkness. 
than the rest of daylight and and no light in the evening, all right? Uh, so you cover them over with a plastic bag, a dark bag, or you put them in and out of a closet or a cardboard uh, box or whatever. But you start doing that the 1st of October, and you can have them back in color by the holidays. If you don't do that, just the natural shortening of the days will cause them to turn color as well. So if you have them in your house and you just have them in there and you just do your normal thing, the shortening of the day will help to get them to change colors for you as well. It's later in the year, so it'll be in the wintertime. But you can redo that. Most of the time, poinsettias are uh, bring it in, use it, utilize it, and pitch it out. That's the way most of them are grown. But they can be kept in the house and continued on for good, uh, great uh, winter color. Christmas cactus fall into the category where I always, you know, like tell folks to scarf extras of those up because it's probably one of the easiest house plants to grow. Enjoy the colors during the holiday season. Then they just have that nice Christmas cat, that you know, foliage look. I mean, it's not really a cactus, remember that, but that look, easy to grow. You'll find some families that have some growing in wash tubs. They've been handed down to the family to family to family, generation to generation, because they've been just sticking around and making cuttings, and then everybody's got a piece of grandma's Christmas cactus, because um, they're so easy to propagate and easy to grow, and easy to get the flower. If you've had an issue getting yours to flower, here's the secret. One is they like the short days. That triggers them to, to flower. And two, make sure during October, late September, October-ish, that they are exposed to 50, 55-degree nighttime temperatures. If they're exposed to that for a week or two, that helps to set up those buds for you. And they're tough, they're durable, so let them take that cooler temperature. That helps to set the buds for you. And then you've got your uh, Thanksgiving, holiday, and, of course, there's an Easter um, cactus as well, three different ones. But then you've got your holiday color from that as well. So great plant to grow for an indoor plant, very easy to grow as a house plant, um, but it should be fairly easy for you to get to a color as well. But keep that in mind as far as the amaryllis and the paper white kits because they really are a great Christmas present and a great present to you over the winter time for potting those up and letting them color for you uh, over the winter. Uh, it's it, it absolutely outstanding. And if you are looking for Christmas gifts yet, you know, go to your local independent garden center, take a look around, because gifts for or from the garden are outstanding gifts for Christmas. And now I've got the list of Christmas books on our website at ronwilsononline.com that I would recommend for Christmas presents. Gardening books, uh, Rita gave me a list of some of the, her favorite herbal books, but those are all, all on there for you listed, um, including Melinda Meyer's DVDs of gardening, a complete set. Um Alan Armitage, you hear Dr. Armitage on our show on a regular basis. He's got his uh, gardening app on there. It's $4.99 at his website. It's really inexpensive, but it's a great app to buy for somebody. And, of course, his book uh, that tells you about the, where plants got their names, um, you know, is absolutely unbelievable book. Everybody that gets that and, and reads it loves it. It's a great Christmas present. But they all are great books. So be sure to check that out at Ron Wilson Online. We're going to take a break. We come back. Rita Heikenfeld will join us. She's going to talk about things you can make from the kitchen in the garden for the perfect Christmas gift. As a matter of fact, one of them is on our website. It's Rita's Soup in a Jar. We'll talk about that. Then after Rita, we're going to talk to Melinda Myers. Oh, yeah. Melinda Myers is going to spend some time with us talking about the holiday season. We'll talk a little bit about her books and uh, other tips that she has to share for us in the garden this time of the year as well. And, of course, after that, we're taking your calls, 800-823-8255, here in the garden with Ron Wilson.
your garden growing? Call Ron now at 1-800-823-TALK. You're listening to In the Garden with Ron Wilson. Our toll-free number, same as it is every Saturday morning. It's 800-823-8255. Good morning. I am Ron Wilson, your personal yard boy, talking about yardening. And as I promised, she is with us this morning. She happens to be our uh, certified herbalist, and we call her the herbal experience when she's on our show. Are you herbally experienced? She happens to be Rita Heikenfeld. Her website is abouteating.com. Good morning. Well, good morning. And you're right. After all these years, I do know a little bit about herbs. You know a little <laughs> bit about herbs. You are the herbal experience. <laughs> How is the great American and my boyhood idol? Well, the great American, your boyhood idol, et cetera, et cetera, is, of course, lying in state. Of course. Yes. Where he should be. for him. <laughs> Sleeping in, waiting for that hearty breakfast that you'll make for him <laughs> in about 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. How about, mm, shoot, 45 minutes? That would be that would a little be a too record. early? A little bit early, yeah. <laughs> All right, an hour and 15 All minutes. All right, whatever. But hey. he's going to do his own. No, I, I don't do that anymore. Unless he's like sick or something like that, which yeah. he never is. So. No, that's, that's why he's the great American of my boyhood <laughs> idol. Hey, first of all, we have on our website at ronwilsononline.com a list of uh, books for folks that are interested in maybe buying books for Christmas gifts, mm-hmm. because I, I personally love getting books for Christmas. Um, and it's mostly uh, folks that have been on our show, the books that we have recommended, obviously, are books that I use personally. And I asked you last week if you'd give me some recommendations for herb books, and you were uh, very nice to do that as well. So we have a list of uh, herb books that you have recommended. Uh, on that uh, site as well, so you can find all that at ronwilsononline.com. And I thank you for doing that, and it's a, you had quite a list there, uh, two or three of which I had on my list as well, so we kind of think alike. Oh, yeah. I know that you had um, Pam Freeman, my colleague and friend's book, um, on everything you wanted to know but were afraid to ask about chickens. That's Back, not the title. Backyard Chickens Beyond yeah. the Basics. Mm-hmm. That's good. And you know what? Um, I don't know if you have this on my list. You had given me this uh, particular book, and I didn't mention it. It was How to Tame Wildflowers so that you can grow them in your yard. And I sort of resurrected that book from the shelf the other day, and, oh, my goodness, it is just wonderful. And talking about wildflowers now, I know Natorps is selling, like, goldenrod in pots. People are really hearkening back to those old-fashioned, you know, native plants that just sprout every year without any kind of care. Right. Well, it's not without any kind of care. Sometimes sometimes that's a misconception about some of the native plants that are out there. You still have to kind of take care of them a little bit. Well, see, where I live, they just come up. But for the most part, you're right. They are, obviously, they're native for a reason, right? Mm Mm-hmm. 
because they do come up in our area. Rita Heikenfeld with us this morning. Her website is abouteating.com. Uh, on our website, again, at ronwilsononline.com, you have Rita's Soup in a Jar, which is a perfect gift for Christmas. Oh, yeah, and it's actually not my recipe. It's pasta fagioli soup mix in a jar, and it was given to me by my neighbor across the road, Erin. Um, she gave me a jar of the soup and then made us a pot of it. And I'll tell you what, for um, ease and, and inexpensive and wonderful gifts for teachers, service people, just about anybody, these soups in a jar are really, really nice. And the nice thing about them is they use just regular, like, beans and dried herbs, things that you have in your pantry or can get pretty inexpensively at the grocery. And then the nice thing about it is you can make it vegetarian or with meat or whatever. But it's just such a fun family project. And again, um, these soups in a jar and other recipes that I have in jars or in little pouches are on my website. And it's all about what you, you were talking with Joe about, you know, just family and getting everybody around and just enjoying each other's company, whether it's decorating trees or bushes or whatever. And that's what this is about. You know, I tried this soup in a jar, and I thought it was kind of dry. I opened up the lid and tried to drink it. <laughs> and it, it just didn't. It was just dry. I was kind of an unusual soup. Hmm. I guess you choked on those dry beans, I, dr- I choked yeah. on those dry beans, so... <laughs> Yes, the instructions on, on how to cook that are on the back of the jar, and that's a good point. Um, I give a lot of times these little, I call them mulling spices, and I, I put some cinnamon and cloves and all spices, and I break up the cinnamon sticks, and I put them in little cheesecloth pouches and then put a lot of those in a jar, and I'll tell uh, put the directions on how to make mulled cider. But that's a good tip because... You know, you should always give not only directions on how to use it, but how to store uh, those gifts, whether it's fudge or, you know, cookies or soups in a jar or whatever. So um, good point. Rita Heikenfeld's with us this morning. What's the herb garden doing right now? Oh, my gosh. You know, I told you this year I am leaving it alone because um, I'm not, you know, rooting up the annuals and such because I've noticed that the birds are still feeding on some of the seeds, and it gives them some shelter. It If you look at it, it looks sort of, what's a good word, unkempt, but um, parsley still growing crazily, Um, and I've got pots of parsley. And then with that warm spell we had a while back, the cilantro started self-sowing and coming up, but now it's not because we've had a, a you know a cold spell, but it's it's looking pretty good as far as if you want a natural herb garden. So it's you know hanging in there. So so I think it's interesting because you usually go through and kind of clean things up at the end of the season. I mean that's kind of been one of the things we always talk about cleaning up the garden at the end of the year, getting rid of all the debris. Now there's kind of a little bit of a turn back, saying, well maybe we should just kind of leave this stuff alone in the fall and the winter, let the wildlife enjoy it a little bit, and then clean it up in the springtime. Yeah, well, you gave me that tip. Now, we still clean up the vegetable garden. You know, right, we right. Um, really clean that up. But the, the herb garden, it just seems like it just likes it. And it's not the prettiest kid on the block right now, but um, it's nice because distinctively I can tell where each plant is when sometimes when I root them all up, 
um, if I don't label like the areas, I'll forget what I planted there or something. But it's um, it's really nice. And then some of as we get into real deep winter, I'll take like uh, the basil and you know the sprigs of that, the woody plants like uh, thyme, and then I, I tie them with a little uh, ribbon or string, and then I I throw those in the in the fire, and they call that a faggot. And that's what it's called. You you have a bunch of different aromatic sticks and and dried herbs, and you put them in your fireplace or under you know under the uh, the wood, and it really creates a nice atmosphere. They burn very quickly, but it just scents the air and sort of cleanses it. So lots of things you can do. Didn't you call cigarettes that? What did you say? Didn't you used to call cigarettes that smoking on a faggot? A fag, you know. Oh, give me a fag. that's right. They yeah, did. yeah, it old, it, yeah. Yeah, but the interesting thing back is back in your day. Yeah, <laughs> and those <laughs> those old fashioned terms are coming back now too. Yeah, it's um yeah. So yeah, the herb garden's looking not the prettiest, as I said, kid on the block, but it's it's you know serving its purpose for sure. But that's the way it is. If you mm-hmm. look at Mother Nature, that's the way she looks right now. Oh yeah, and me. I didn't want to bring that up. <laughs> Are you, yeah, don't. <laughs> are you sticking with us for a second segment? Yes. Okay, let's take a quick break. We come back, we'll continue talking with our good friend Rita Heikenfeld here in the garden with Ron Wilson. Green thumb or not, Ron can help at 1-800-823-TALK. This is In the Garden with Ron Wilson. Welcome back. You're in the garden with Ron Wilson. Rita Nader Heikenfeld is with us this morning. AboutEating.com is her website. And, of course, you'll find recipes on our website at RonWilsonOnline.com every week, thanks to Rita Heikenfeld. And uh, our books recommended uh, for yourself or for a holiday or Christmas gifts, Rita has given us a nice list of uh, herbal books that you may be interested in as well because, of course, so many folks interested in growing uh, herbs. Uh, you've got to be uh, just smiling over that because, you know, over all the years that you've been talking and promoting and using and telling folks how to do herbs, the interest in herbs today is just unbelievable. Well, yeah, and I think it's it's the the overall interest in gardening in general because people you really want to know where their food's coming from and and like you've always said it's so true gardening is just about the best exercise plus it's a lot less expensive to grow your herbs because you have it not just for the season but you can dry them and and like right now you can make little herb and spice pouches and put them in a jar or a baggie and attach it to a a nice um glass bottle and give instructions on how to make herbal oils or herbal wines. It's really, it's, it's really nice. And um, I was going to talk about something else because I need your advice on a Christmas tree. You know, mm-hmm. we always get the live trees. We cut them down. And this year, um, 
I made a little potion. I know that you recommend uh, wilt proof or wilt stop for the trees. Either, either one, yeah. Now, um, what I did, and tell me if this is going to be okay. I uh, had a little bit of sugar, a little bit of cider vinegar, and I mix that in some warm water because that's what I usually do for my cut flowers. Mm-hmm. And the sugar feeds the plant, and then the, the vinegar helps, you know, retard bacteria. So I put that in um, in the base of the live tree. So is that going to be okay? Is it going to be okay? Good question. I need you to report back and let us know. Yeah, because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering. I'm here's wondering. The, I mean, so far it's okay because we just got it Sunday. But um, Here's the deal, Rita, when it comes to uh, what to put in that uh, uh, reservoir when it comes to the cut tree. They've done a lot of research on mm-hmm. it. And, you know, there's preservatives that you can buy yeah. you, at the tree lots. You know, I've had folks with the aspirins. Yes, I know that. Gin and yeah. vodka, bleach, vinegar, sugar water, hot water, cold water. They actually have done a lot of now scientific research on what is the best. And, again, they come back to this. The key ingredient, no matter what you do, is the water. Yeah, yeah. And not ever letting it dry out. And with all the home remedies that are out there, you know, maybe combinations may work a little bit better. But their, their point was water and make sure it always has water. You know, never runs out because once it runs out, it seals over and it's a done deal. Yeah, and you know that's that's another point that um, whenever we get the tree, we go to Corsi's tree farm with the family, mm-hmm. and then we cut it, and then when we get it home, it, it sits a couple days in the truck, and then Frank always makes a, a clean cut because we learned from you that that cut seals over. So if you just stick it in the water, you know, after you buy it or, you know, after you cut it down, if you don't do it right away, it sort of seals over. So that was a really good tip. So I'll let you know, but I've noticed, too, when we heat with wood, um, that I have to fill that reservoir every day. So it'll be interesting to see if my potion works or if you said basically water. So I'm thinking just the water. So we'll see. Now, see, I'm one, and they they did some research on whether cold, warm, or hot water makes a difference. They couldn't tell the difference between any of those. Oh, I, really? I still use warm to hot water. I do, too, because doesn't that allow the um, the wood to take it up quicker, wouldn't you well, say? Well, I think our the thought behind that was if it had started to seal over a little bit, that the warm water would kind of loosen up that uh, resin a little bit to yeah. open those open that back up so they can take up water more. Well, they did research on that and said they they really couldn't tell any kind of a major difference between any of the of the above. So I still use the hot water. I do, too. See, so, I follow your advice. I'm well, just such a good follower. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> but I, I do that because I think it works for us. But that's why I go back to the, the aspirins and all that mm-hmm. stuff. If it's worked for you in the past, I think the one thing you have to be careful about – if you have animals that drink out of the reservoir, and sometimes that happens, oh yeah, uh, make sure you're cautious about what you put in that water that they don't get in there, the cats and the dogs, and and drink out of there. But otherwise, I mean, if it works for you, go for it. That's yeah. why I always look at it. Well, I'll, I'll report back, but it's looking well. It's not even a week old, so it's still looking pretty good. But, but it, um, that's good. And usually, the first couple of weeks is when it really takes up a lot of water. And if it's taking up a lot of water, and you have to replenish it on a daily basis, that's an excellent thing. Yeah. So, it, oh, yeah, yeah, because we want it to last through, yeah. Yeah. Usually, at least through Christmas, a lot of times, if it looks nice through, you know, the, the 12 days of Christmas, you know, into January. So we'll see this year. I'll let you know. We usually but, don't, we don't take ours out till like, this at the end of the second, first or second week of January. Yeah, yeah, that's, and that's good. Yeah, and it's still usually pretty fresh, but then we put it out on the patio and let the birds enjoy it over the wintertime, so. We do, too. And, you know, I still use old-fashioned tinsel, and my grandkids love that. Their, their parents, not so much, because when they put it on the the tree it's it's so staticky we all wind up tinsely 
But what I noticed, too, is when we put the tree out for the birds, um, and now at this time of year when I look and see the, the nests and the bare trees, I see little sparkly things. <laughs> and they take the tinsel, too, and, and use that in their nests. So everything gets used. So you're you're saying that your bird nests around your house are actually decorated for the holidays? Yes, they are. Yes, or year round. That nice. That, that's very nice. Mm-hmm. Rita Heikenfeld, it's always a pleasure having you on our show again. If you'd like to see the herb books that Rita recommended, uh, it's on our website at ronwilsononline.com. You find the books uh, in the garden with Ron Wilson recommended by the Yard Board and the Herbalist, which happens to be Rita Heikenfeld. I understand. There's a good chance we may see you in studio on our last Saturday of 2018. Yeah, you know, it's become sort of a tradition, hasn't it? It yeah. has. Now, uh, the Durango Kid would like to know, will you be bringing any Cherry Bounce in, by the way? Yes, I will. I definitely will. And I want to see his boots. He is jumping up. Well, today it's a Rudolph boots. <laughs> I heard. I heard. It, it just intrigues me. The toes are glowing. It's made out of deer skin. <laughs> yeah, that uh, sort of gave me chills. But <laughs> Well, yeah, it's kind of weird saying that. But, you know, he's authentic. So Yeah, yeah. You know, but, yeah, you'll get to see whatever boots I he wears. I learn from the best, Ron. He learns from the best, and that would be Rita Nader Heikenfeld. Or Mr. Wilson. Of course, you saw his turkey boots. Yes, yeah, uh, yes, yeah, you know, with the yes, turkey skins. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, those were quite um, unusual, I yeah, would say. Uh, very but, un- as, as Dan is, you know, Dan's very, you know, he's very unique. Yeah, for so sure. He's yeah. got unique boots. That's why we call him the Durango Kid. Always a pleasure. Have a great holiday, great Christmas season. I will talk to you uh, on that last Saturday of 2018 and just have fun with all the grandkids and the family. I hope you do, and I hope all our listeners do as well. Merry Christmas, or however you celebrate it, and I will see you in person on the 29th. Sounds good. Rita Nader Heikenfelder, website abouteating.com. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Great lady. And again, you'll see all of her website or, uh, recipes that she gives us on a weekly basis uh, on our website at ronwilsononline.com. I had a country, I meant to say something to her, I'll kid her about it uh, when she's in the studio. Country uh, side magazines. Um, I get one of their magazines, and I, I'm reading it, and I'm reading about the recipe for this, and I'm reading about something else, and I'm going, wait a second. I, I back up and I say, who wrote this? I think I have about four articles in this month's magazine were written by Rita Heikenfeld. So um, if you get Countryside Living or Countryside Magazine, one of them, she, she's uh, she's in there all the time. So. Kind of neat. Anyway, we appreciate all that she does for us and uh, look forward to having her in her studio with us uh, coming up uh, that last Saturday of 2018. Can't believe that's only, uh, what, three weeks away? Crazy. Winding down. And then I always look at it this way. You know, once we get to that point, Mother Nature just kind of does her thing. January and February for all of us kind of cleans the slate. A little bit of snow here and there, freezing and thawing in the winter season and things go dormant. Cleans the slate off for us. We do start making our plans and then... Yep, and then we get all started again after the Home and Garden Shows, because they're always the kickoff in February, right, for March, and then it's gardening all over again. Quick break, we come back. Melinda Myers with us. Melinda Myers, yes, here in the garden with Ron Wilson. made easier with your personal yard boy. He's in the garden and he's Ron Wilson.
Good morning. Welcome back. You're in the garden with Ron Wilson. Again, that toll-free number, 800-823-8255. And she is with us this morning, as I have promised. It's always such a pleasure to have her on our show. As a matter of fact, if I went through and read this biography, which, by the way, when we had Melinda Myers on our show the first time, the biography that they sent me was about two-thirds of a page long. And today, it's a five-page front-and-back brochure. And you can just read and read and read and talk about all the stuff she does. But I'm going to mention a couple things here for you. She is the she is internationally known gardening expert that is requested to be speaking anywhere and everywhere across the world. And if you go to a home and garden show, chances are she's going to be there. That's how important she is when it comes to gardening. And all the books, and of course, I, I have this list of books to, for Christmas. Right at the top of there, you'll see, I think it's uh, the fourth down there. Uh, we, we list a few of Melinda Myers as well. And one last thing. When you do see her, she'll be wearing a Badger shirt on the outside. <laughs> but underneath the Badger shirt is the big Block O t-shirt because she may be rooting for the Badgers on the outside, but she's all Buckeye at heart. Melinda Myers, good morning. Good morning. And I have to tell you, since we've been chatting over the years, I'm braving it. The Badger shirt's in the corner, and I'm, I'm not afraid anymore to let them know where my loyalties lie. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. Well, you got, but you know, you got to you, you live there. You got to kind of root for the Badgers I know. too. So when they're playing other uh, people, than Ohio State, I'll give them a yay, go Badger. <laughs> exactly. Long, but when the Bucks are in town or they're there, you got to got to go oh, for the bet. Bucks. You bet. So how's things going? Things are great. It's a little chilly up here, and I was laughing when you said go out and garden because every every time I think I'm done cleaning up and putting things away, oh, I forgot that I'm out there in the cold one more time trying to close things up for the season. But that's what we do as gardeners, right? Exactly. You got to keep going. You got to keep going until it just can't go anymore. So the weather <laughs> finally says. And you know what? And I always say, you know what? At the end of the season, January and February. Um, I really do lay back. I don't do a whole lot. But I always look at that as Mother Nature's kind of her two months to kind of clear the slate off, just kind of clean everything off for us, and then we get to start all over again. You bet. And I have some friends that, that live and garden and work in California, and they say, you're so lucky you have winter to take a break. And <laughs> sometimes that's hard to remember, right? Yeah, it is. But I do think there is value. Like you said, we start with a clean slate. Just about the time we can't stand it any longer, the list is like, okay, one more day. I've got some things to do. I can get it done. And then we get a break, and then it's fresh, and we can't wait to get out there again. And I think they miss that anticipation that we get to have by taking January and February off. Well, then you need to pack up and come back east. That's right. That's the way I look at it. With all the rain and the <laughs> fires and stuff, they might as well come back here anyway. Exactly. We do have that break. And, and, you know, winter is beautiful as long as you don't have to drive in it. And it's good for the plants if we get that snow, that base of insulation. And and you're right. It's always a challenge. And I, when I used to teach at the technical college, I'd always tell my students, getting old as a gardener, the bad part is your knees and back. The good part is more seasons under your belt and more experience. Remember back in when we had the drought, when we had that extreme cold, you learn so much every year when you garden. Take a few notes because if your memory's like mine, you forget. <laughs> so you kind of have to yeah, write, write I, things down a little bit so you remember exactly what you did during those periods of time. But, uh, but you're right, and you learn so much from it and uh, from the experiences. And if it shows up again, then you were there, and then you remember what you did, and you make the changes and go from there. Exactly. Melinda Myers with us this morning. Her website is Melinda Myers, and it's M-Y-E-R-S dot com, M-Y-E-R-S dot com. Always a pleasure having her on our show. And, of course, you know, 
it is the holiday season, and as we look at our, our homes right now, I would imagine two things. Holiday porch pots, you've got to have them outside your house. Oh, of course. You know, you can't – it may be winter, but greenery is important year-round, exactly. And then if and I looked inside your house, what am I seeing? So we have point, a poinsettia. I used to work at Eckes Poinsettia Ranch. Did you really? I did as an intern when I was in college at Ohio State, the Ohio State University. I spent a summer at Eckes Poinsettia Ranch, so I have to have a poinsettia. But I also have to have other things. I have a couple of cyclamen. Some, I have a variegated, and a friend of mine did her research on this, so she said either Kalancho or Kalanchoe are acceptable. Um, but I have a variegated variety I've never seen before. It wasn't named at the store I bought it, but it almost looks like holly, the way the leaves are just edged. Very pretty. Hmm. Um, a rosemary topiary tree and a lavender topiary tree. Um, you got me hooked on the hellebores, the Christmas rose, but I haven't been able to find them in my neck of the woods. I don't know if you're still selling No, them. you know what's happened is every year it was one of those things that just couldn't get traction. You know, and I was so I did my best up here too, and I because I got so excited, I gave them as gifts after you told me about it, and and winter berries are in our garden centers around here. I don't know if you're doing any winter berries, so I'll let you know if you're not how mine turns out. Um, I always like you. I'm always trying something new um, and seeing what I can get to take root and just kind of have some fun with and try some different things because that's part of. I think part of the joy of gardening and looking for different ideas to give those plants as gifts to people. Sure, you know I, when you I back up for a second to Eckes, um, last week uh, Pon, or two weeks ago, poinsettias were the uh, plant of the week, our pick of the week. Right. And I and, and I pick them because they're they're the second most, as far as I'm concerned, recognizable holiday plant next to the Christ, cut Christmas tree. But I True. think the history behind poinsettia is such a great thing, not just from from a Robert Ponset, Joel Robert Ponset, who was named after and how it came to the United States. But you start thinking about how that got distributed and actually turned into a holiday plant. And the Eckies really are the ones, obviously, Joel Ponset and, and himself propagating and his friends, but the Eckies are the ones that really made it what it is today. Oh, you bet. And it was an amazing experience. We there were, And I visited last year. I did some work in La Jolla, and we went down and stayed with a friend in Encinitas. So they've sold the property, um, so it's not the same as it was when I worked there many years ago. But it was an amazing experience. We would take cuttings, root them in Oasis floral foam, and they'd ship them all over the world. They did research introducing all of those new varieties. And when I was there... Um, Paul Ecke the first was still alive, driving as he took us in his big old caddy down to the L.A. Farmer's Market at 4 in the morning. Here we are, all young college students, you know, oh, it's 4 in the morning, and here's this guy driving us down there. He was amazing. He came to the greenhouses every day. He walked through to check on things. And Paul Ecke the second was a graduate of the Ohio State University, and mm -hmm. that's where I first met him. He did a program for us when I was a horticulture student, and that's how I ended up applying for and going out for an internship. But you're right, they've introduced so many of the, the Christmas rose poinsettia with the curled bracts and the different colors that are available. And and you're right, they made it a holiday plant I mean, they really around did. They, the world. They brought it and made it, put it out there where it is today, and it's a, a great history behind that plant. 
no doubt about it. Let's take a quick break. We come back. Uh, we'll continue on with Melinda Myers. We're going to talk about uh, holiday gifts, some of the books, and some of the things that she has because we have some of those on our list that you'll find at ronwilsononline.com. And, of course, her website, Melinda Myers, and I still say it because people say, how do you spell her last name? It's M-Y-E-R-S, melindamyers.com. Coming up next, a little bit more with Melinda here in the garden with Ron Wilson. Landscaping made easier with your personal yard boy. He's in the garden, and he's Ron Wilson. Welcome back. You're in the garden with Ron Wilson. Melinda Myers in the house this morning, well, via the phone, talking to us. And, of course, her website is melindamyers.com. Uh, it's always fun having Melinda Myers on our show. So many questions, so little time. Uh, a couple things, I, I, real quick. I, I get a magazine called um, oh, Culture, I think it is, and it's about cheese. Okay. I'm not a big cheese kind of sewer, but I like learning about cheese. I'm weird about that. I learn about cheese and things. And they had an article in there uh, this past month about Limburger cheese, which is one of my favorites. Oh. You don't like Limburger, I would say. a rare group. Well, that was the point, <laughs> is that so few people are eating Limburger anymore. They're questioning, you know, if it will continue to be to be made in the future. It's kind of disappointed me. But I first, I was in uh, Monroe, Wisconsin. You know where that is? Yes. And there's a bar there, a tavern called Baumgartner's. And I went in there, and what probably was the best Limburger onion rye bread sandwich I've ever had in my life in Monroe, Wisconsin. And they featured them because they do make the or they the whoever there in Monroe. I think Swiss Colony's there too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but the uh, big ma- cheese area. Yeah, yeah, make the Limburger cheese. So I was just curious if you were a Limburger fan or not. I well, uh, no. Nah. That's okay. I'm I'm saving it all for you and my friend Bill. <laughs> You're the two people I know that like that like Limburger. Well, it doesn't yeah. taste like it smells. I mean, that's true. I think that's I've not gotten past that. That's so the problem. Shame on me. It's got a bad reputation, and you got to try it before you know you. <laughs> anyway, Melinda Myers with us this morning. Always a pleasure. Her website again is melindamyers.com. You know, this past week I put together a list of um, great books for gardening gifts and. Uh, and right there at the top with are some from you because I, I I love these books. First of all, the How to Grow Anything DVD series is absolutely outstanding. Well, thank you. It was a fun project to do. You know, you and I not only love what we do and like doing it in our backyard, but we love to share our passion. And the How to Grow series through great courses allowed me to do just that. And we shot two of the series, two of the courses in my at my place and here in Wisconsin at various spots and. We followed gardens from start to finish, and the ones we did out in Virginia, we started a small and a, land, a large landscape, and we did containers. And it was great because I got to show and tell you, so it was fun. You know, as gardeners, we love to see the process, and it's wonderful when we can share that with others. Absolutely, and you've got the one on there. It's uh, food gardening for everyone. Exactly. Um, you know, when I, I grew up with a dad who had tomatoes and cucumbers and peppers in the back and never let my brother and I garden, so maybe that's... because you'd mess to, it up. 
I know, exactly. Pull the weeds, but leave the rest of it alone. Exactly. He didn't even trust us for that. I think that was where he went to hide out after work. But, (laughs) um, you know, there's such joy in the flavor of growing your own food. And I'm finding my daughter, who swore she would never garden because her dad and I, both horticulturists, she said, I'm not going to garden. Now she's growing houseplants. She's got, you know, trying to find places for any kind of edible. She loves to cook. She's a good cook. And I'm finding that's bringing a lot of new people into gardening is that joy of cooking. Mm, absolutely. And eating the yeah. fresh, yeah, eating yeah. the fresh produce, and knowing who grew it because you grew it. Exactly, you know what went in, and you, so you know what's safe to eat. Yeah, and I think that what's what's interesting about the this younger generation is they don't have the big gardens, maybe like your dad had or my parents had, um, but they are doing it on a, on a smaller level. But you know, containers and raised beds and things like that. But they're doing it. Oh, you bet. And a lot are doing indoor gardening, too, um, those that don't have space. And there's a lot of new products on the market now that make it easier. You know, the mason jar craze of growing herbs in the mason jar, and my daughter was one of those. And I'm like, there's no drainage holes in there. (laughs) And now there's some hydroponic fix-ups. Modern Mm -hmm. Sprout has a few that make it easier and help increase your success. Because I think as a newbie, we need to have some of that success to keep us going. You know, we've all killed yep. plants, but not everyone's good with that. <laughs> Nobody's killed as many as I have, whether it was okay. on purpose or not. I mean, I, <laughs> I always tell people I've killed a, a ton of plants, but that's the way you learn. You know, it's trial and error, and that's exactly. it. Exactly, so. and they become compost, so you're not wasting them. Yeah, yeah, and you never name them. That way you don't feel so bad about it if they <laughs> if they do happen to pass away. Melinda Myers with us this morning. Again, her website is melindamyersmyers.com. And uh, this DVD set is absolutely outstanding, and I know I've, I have one myself, and great information. Uh, as a matter of fact, I have to confess, I've let a couple people borrow it. That's okay. Okay. I'm good with that. It's all about sharing. I, I've met some teachers that are using it in their classroom, so I'm good with that. It's uh, all about educating and inspiring. But so. it, it's absolutely outstanding. And then the two books, well, actually you actually have a whole bunch of books that are good, but the two that I really like was the Midwest Gardener's Handbook because, you know, there's these general hand gardening books that are out there, and some are good, some are bad. They're all over the board. This is one, and I told you when you first wrote this, this is one that I put at the top of the list for just a good all-around gardening book. It's called the Midwest Gardener's Handbook. Thank you, and I think it's because you and I are very practical in our approach. You know, the, we're we're real people gardening. It's our profession, but it's our passion, and we help enough people to know that, Keep it simple and easy, help build success and practical, you know, things that really work. And like you, I've killed a few plants, and I've learned a lot along the way because of that. So thank you. It's a good way to share our passion, I think. Yeah, it is. It's an easy read, well-illustrated, great, good general gardening book for folks. And the other one, because this is kind of becoming a trend with some of us downsizing, the Small Space Gardening Book. You bet. And one of the things, you know, I've written, and I've all my editors have been wonderful. The woman that was my editor on this project um, got my sense of humor. Not everybody does. <laughs> you know, you could tell the gardener. I do. See? And so it was really a lot of fun to do. And I was a small space gardener for most of my, you know, for 27 years. I had a small city lot and crammed a lot in my windows, outside, in my small city lot, and wanted to pass along the things I've learned because you can grow a lot in a small space. 
And one of the things I miss, having a lot more space, more sunlight, so there's some real benefits, is that intimacy of that small space garden. Mm -hmm. And so recreating that. So in my book, I also try to talk about creating rooms within your large space. So even if you have a larger landscape, you can get some ideas of how to create those small intimate spaces or maximize every square foot that you do have. Again, a great book, and th- those are the three that I put on my uh, books recommended for Christmas presents. Of course, the one's a DVD series, How to Grow Anything, uh, then the Midwest Gardener's Handbook, and then the Small Space Gardening, all by Melinda Myers. Uh, great stuff, and again, you can find it all at Amazon, I'm sure, wherever you go. Go to her website, it's com, and you'll learn more about it. You know, you mentioned something earlier about uh, your daughter and the houseplants, and you and I are, I'm pro- I think I'm older than you, but we're, we're kind of close in age. But you have to laugh sometimes because you think back into the seventies and you know when that you know house plants were the thing. Oh, exactly. Then they kind of went away, and now look what's back. I know. I was talking to. I'm going to speak to our commercial florist in our in the area, and they're going to have me speak about house plants. And we're both. I think we're all in the same age group. And I said, "Remember, I worked at a plant store." And somebody said, "What's a plant store?" And I said, "We only sold indoor plants." That was in the late seventies. And macrame and, hangers. And, oh, and they're ba- they were at the um, IGC. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> they're back. <laughs> they're back. I was uh, I was doing an interview and I was talking about terrariums and and there was a young anchor and she goes, "What's a terrarium?" And I went, <laughs> oh, I'm so old. And I said, "I bet you don't know what macrame is either." <laughs> so, but you're right. It's it's exciting to see because so many of us. Um, had houses and windows full of plants, and now that's the big, hip, trendy thing to have a, a jungle indoors. And, you know, I think the the joy is, I, I think it's the, it's the, the segue into gardening outside. I talked mm-hmm. to a woman at a nursery who was managing a nursery, and she said that's how she got started. She started growing house plants, and then she started falling in love with the plants outside, and really that became her profession. And I, I think it's exciting to see. It cleans the air. You know, it helps with sick office syndrome. It reduces stress. Working in your garden is just a great way to elevate your mood. And there's so many things we can learn from indoor plants that we can relate to outside, you know, understanding watering and care and and good plant care so we reduce our pest problems. So, see, we were cool before they really knew this stuff was really cool and good for you. I know. I mean, we were just doing it for the fun of it now because it looked good. Now all the research says, you know, it's great for your mind, good for, you know, your health, good for the air. I mean, the whole nine yards, decorating. You know, there's so many great reasons why you want to do it. And back then we just did it because it was cool. Exactly. I'm always out of sync. I've never been the cool one. What can I say? You were cool before it ever got here, see? Okay, that's You were on the cutting edge. You started it all. We were all there together. We were all there together. (laughs) Melinda Myers, always a pleasure having you on our show. Again, the website is melindamyers.com. I hope you have a great holiday season. By the way, real quick, uh, before we go here, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Oh, Miracle on 34th Street. Miracle on 34th Street. And how about you? Uh, Scrooged with Bill Murray. Christmas Christmas Vacation's right behind it. And Miracle (laughs) on 34th Street's right behind that. But Scrooged has always been one of my favorites. Okay, I'll I'll watch it and think of you. There you go. Always a pleasure. You too, Ron. Thanks so much. All right, bye-bye. Melinda Myers, again, melindamyers.com is the website. Three great uh, gifts there, the DVD set and then the two books. If you're looking for something for Christmas or for yourself, great stuff. 
All right, we take a quick break. We come back. We'll jump into the gardening phone lines at 800-823-8255 here in the garden with Ron Wilson. yourself gardener at 1-800-823-TALK. You're in the garden with Ron Wilson. Our toll-free number here in the garden, same as it is every Saturday morning. It's 800-823-8255. Good morning. I am Ron Wilson, your personal yard boy, talking about yardening. And uh, we just uh, Danny just opened up the phone lines for you. So if you'd like to come through, it's 800-823-8255. And, of course, we've got, what, two weeks until Christmas and then New Year's. And then we go to January, February. Kind of, you know, it's depending on where you live, but kind of kick back a little bit for a couple months. Now, we'll do some indoor gardening. Of course, as Melinda Myers and I were talking earlier, of course, house plants, great way to do some indoor gardening, keep yourself involved. There's so many great kits out there today. You know, the, the uh, hydroponic gardening, the aquaponic gardening. I saw, where was I yesterday? I saw these kits. It was really cool. I mean, I, it, it, and I, hesitate a little bit, but I I don't know if my grandsons are old enough for this yet, but it has an aquarium on the bottom for goldfish, basically, and then the hydroponic is on the top. So it's the aquaponic, and so what happens is the fish obviously live in the water, go to the bathroom in the water, they take that, pump it back up. That's what feeds the uh, plants up top through the hydroponics. The plants then filter the water, which goes back down into the aquarium. It looked like it was all plastic, but kind of unique I don't know if it was probably about 50 bucks or so, and I can't even remember. I went to several stores yesterday, but I can't remember where it was. But kind of interesting, but it was aquaponics for for having inside. And I really, as Melinda was saying, you know, that that's up and coming. I mean, that's going to happen. I, I brought this up several times on our show. I remember a couple years ago being at uh, uh, one of the tr- big trade shows in Columbus, um, the international, one of the international shows. And they had a kitchen in there, and the kitchen on the backside of the stove and his cutting board was in a complete hydroponic gardening with overhead grow lights and the whole nine yards. And I'm talking, uh, you know, as wide or enough not wider than the stove, and then probably about three feet deep. So it could grow quite a few plants, mostly herbs, uh, hydroponically. So that you had fresh herbs right at your fingertips, right in the kitchen, which is part of the system. And you know, you look at that and said that you know that that's what's coming. That's what's going to hold in the future. I mean, that's that's what I see. But these other kits are available too. So again, you're looking for great you know gardening gifts. That's a great way to get somebody involved indoors with gardening. Are these uh, hydroponic and aquaponic kits? You know what? I still bring this up. Some folks laugh sometimes. But you talk about a really cool thing to get kids kids involved, especially, and you can do it yourself. Are the chia pets? 
You know, it's always a joke, chi-chi-chi-chi and all that kind of stuff, but it is actually fun for kids to grow, fun for you to grow. And, you know, you can. it's not labeled for human consumption, but chia microgreens are grown on a regular basis, and chia seeds are now available on a regular basis for you to eat. Um, very good for you. But, you know, chia pets, absolutely outstanding. And, of course, I always push the amaryllis and paperweight kits this time of the year. Great gifts, but great gifts for you as well through the holiday season. Uh, and if you're looking for other gardening gifts, garden gloves. And I'll tell you what, my top gardening glove, and I don't wear garden gloves very often, but my gar- top, glo- top glove, and I've been talking about this glove for probably 15 or 20 years, however long they've been out, is the Bionic Garden Glove. I don't know that you can buy them in garden centers. They used to have them in garden centers. They just kind of went mostly online. Um, I believe it's still goat skin. They're hinged. They're padded. They're approved by the National Arthritis Foundation uh, for folks with arthritis. Really a nice glove. It fits you like a batting glove or a driver's glove, but really, really nice. But they're called Bionic Garden Gloves. Just Google Bionic Garden Gloves. They're about $45, 50 bucks a pair. Um, it's goat skin. You can wash them out with soap and water, hang them up, let them dry, and they come right, put them right back on again. Um, but absolutely outstanding gloves. But it's called Bionic Garden Gloves. Garden soil knives. You know, I remember when we first talked about garden knives on our show probably about five years ago. We had a new sponsor, Gardener's Edge. And their Gardener's Edge is still out there. Great gardening catalog. And we talked about we gave away some soil knives. Or they gave a discount on soil knives. And it was amazing how many people did not know about soil knives. And once they got a soil knife, learned what it was, and bought one, then they said, I, I, don't know, I can't believe I've gardened all these years without having a soil knife. Uh, it's like a gardener's survival knife. It's serrated on the sides. You can cut through roots and stems, cord, string. Um, it's good for separating perennials and things like that. Um, it's it's a planter, like a like a knife, and it's got usually measurements on there, so it's easy to push into the ground, point on the end, uh, cuts through just about anything. Just a great thing to carry around with you, and you use it on just about anything and everything, but it's called a garden knife, soil knife, uh, hori-cori sometimes it's called, and there's many different ones out there. But that is a great gift uh, for folks. And, of course, professional gardening tools, soil test kits. We talk about testing your soil all the time. A lot of folks don't do it. If you know somebody that does a regular gardening, get them a soil test kit that also includes pH meters or moisture meters. I think the moisture meter, to me, has been one of those things that um, I'm trying to, to promote more as your best friend. Because sometimes watering plants, whether it be in the container or in the ground, newly planted plants, it's hard to figure out when to go in and water. When do they need to be watered? A moisture meter tells you that. So in a container, you stick the moisture meter probe down two or three times, get a double check, triple check, tells you whether it's wet or dry. You push it down into the root ball of a plant that you just planted uh, that season or the season before, tells you whether the immediate root ball is wet or dry without having to dig around and find out. Then you know what you're not overwatering or you're watering when it needs to be watered. Moisture meters, a great friend to all gardeners out there. It would make a great gardening gift um, as well. And last but not least, don't forget about the bees and the birds, birds and the bees. Um, you know, bird feeders, bird houses, all great garden uh, gifts from the, for the garden for Christmas time. And bee houses, mason bee houses. You can buy bee houses now, you know, that for the solitary mason and orchard bees, 
um, that you can put in your backyard to help increase the populations of the native bees in your backyard. They're great pollinators, been around forever before the European honeybee ever got here. And there's a great thing for both kids and gardeners as well um, to have the uh, bee houses in their backyards. Matter of fact, had a gentleman email me last year, said, guess what I'm getting for Christmas? My wife is uh, getting my grandson and I a joint gift, a couple bee houses and ordering the cocoons, which I'll get uh, sometime late winter that I can put out and hatch them out and then start, you know, adding more native bees to our backyard. What a great gift. Absolutely outstanding. So, you know, again, if you're thinking about things for the gardener or friend or whatever it may be for Christmas, think about all things from the garden or for the garden. And, of course, the books, which are listed on my website at ronwilsononline.com. Great list there for you um, as well. 800-823-8255. Ann in Virginia, good morning. Good morning, Mr. Wilson. Are you telling me you grow chia pets? Uh, last night there was a commercial for the Golden Girls series. The Golden Girls series of Chia Pets? Yes, they have the decapitated heads of the poor <laughs> girls. Even the grandma? Yep. Oh, you got to be kidding me. It's hysterical. Sophia, Sophia, yes. Yes. So did you get it? No, I just saw the ad last night, oh, but okay. I, you brought it up, so I had to mention it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, they have some pretty cool ones, but you know what? We laugh about that, so, and they're not cheap anymore, by the way. They used to be fairly inexpensive, but it is a fun thing to do. I don't know if you've ever oh. done one before. I've... Oh, I have. My kids bought me the herb one one year. Oh, yeah. They've got the little Which herb kits. Not cheap pet, but, you know. Right, but they have the herb kits. You're right. But, you know, chia now is a microgreen, and, of course, people eat the seeds. I Joe and I tried eating the seeds for about a month. Couldn't do it. Too dry. So, so did I. Yeah, it did, didn't work for me. I just wasn't using it right, I guess, but uh, neither one of us could, could last on the seeds. And then they tell you to mix it with stuff, and then it's just gritty. You yeah, know? then it was gritty and just, yeah, and I just couldn't do it. We both kind of copped out about a month into it, so. I agree with you. <laughs> so what kind of weather we got in uh, Virginia this weekend? Yeah, you... it's cold, but no snow. Are you going to get that nasty stuff? I see it's going to kind of swing up your direction. Well, we had it yesterday oh. and I think the day before, but that melted and today's dry, so. Good. We'll see what tomorrow brings. You see what tomorrow will bring. Well, always a pleasure talking to you. By the way, before we go here, your favorite Christmas movie? Oh, gosh, that's really tough. I love Christmas vacations. Oh, yeah, you can't actually, actually, my favorite is probably the Mr. Magoo Christmas Carol, which is really hard to find. I was going to say, you rarely ever see that one anymore. Yeah, yeah. And Mr. when you Magoo. do, it's all grainy. And... <laughs> <laughs> and then you remember how long ago you watched it for the first time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> By the way, I did a hydroponics science project in sixth grade. Oh, did you? Yeah. That was way, I mean, I, I don't know how old I you are. Right. but <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know they had hydroponics. I set. see your point. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Have a Merry Christmas. Always a pleasure talking to you. And just before we take a break here, got about a minute to go. Dick and Dayton, good morning. Merry Christmas, Ron. Merry Christmas to you. How are you? Good. Yeah, I'm on vacation this week. They didn't want me to go, but we've been selling them artificial trees, and they they voted me on the Fan Appreciation Day, December 21st. I get to be Santa or either play the mandolin. So which is it going to be? You're going to play Santa or the mandolin? Well, it, it, it went over.
were real good, Ron. You know, the Santa thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I sold a lot of people are buying those tree branches. Oh, yeah, to, make, to decorate with. Yeah, the decorations, yeah. Sure. Yeah, it, it, it's so neat, you know, and uh, knowing there that, uh, you know, you wanted, they got a, you know, we don't have much help except full-time, and I, I've been working a lot of hours, you know, uh, helping out the people in the bosses. Well, well, you're pretty happy with When me. you're Dick from Dayton, you have to work extra time because everybody's coming to see you. <laughs> Even the dogs come over. And Even the dogs barking. Kids. Where's Dick from Dayton? <laughs> hey, we got to go. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Well, I'll talk to you again. All right. Take care. Good. Good. Take good, care. Good. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Good talking to you. Let's take a quick break. We come back. Phone lines are open at 800-823-8255 here in the garden with Ron Wilson. Got gardening questions? Ron has the answers at 1-800-823-TALK. You're in the garden with Ron Wilson. Welcome back. You're in the garden with Ron Wilson. And uh, as I look through the window and I'm looking at Danny Gleason, the Durango kid, to his uh, right. Of course, he's wearing his uh, Rudolph boots today. Um, deer skin boots with the orange or the bright, bright red balls on the front that glow. Um, it's unbelievable. Uh, his Rudolph boots, too. But who to his right is probably one of the best engineers ever. His name is Mike Mills. And Mike just does an outstanding job. He's one of those guys that... You know, he's he's the behind-the-scenes guy, all the sports things and all the things that go wrong, that runs in here and fixes it and makes things to work. I mean, obviously, Danny Gleason's, you know, running the ship. I mean, he is the one. But when there's all the technical stuff that happens that's got to be done, it's Mike Mills that takes care of it. And he's, you know, when you talk about, you know, without Dan, this show just wouldn't happen. Well, without Mike, none of this stuff would happen. So, great guy. And uh well, I'd just be pushing buttons and nothing, and nothing would happen. Would happen. He yeah. would, you would push buttons and nothing would come up. Correct. But thanks to Mike, it all happens. It all works. So always a pleasure having him in here. Uh, There's somebody else in here too. Uh, I could tell because uh, the, even the bright the lights in here got brighter. And I get you look at the streaks of the clouds, Dan. They kind of lit up like fluorescent fixtures with LED lights. So when did the fireworks start? Because he's here. I don't know. Is that on Sundays? Does that happen? Do you notice? No. No. A little more subdued on Sunday. Budget cuts. We but, only do them on Saturdays. <laughs> only on Saturday. Go to our website. It's ronwilsononline.com. Plant pick of the week this week uh, is, a, is an interesting plant that not a lot of people are familiar with. You probably see it out there, um, and especially in holiday porch pots right now, or you're driving down the road and you see this plant with these beautiful red berries on there, and you have no idea what it is, and it looks like a looks like a holly. And you say, well, it looks like a holly, but it doesn't have any leaves, so how could it be a holly? Well, it is a holly. It's a deciduous holly and um, called winterberry, common name. And one of the things that's good about this thing is that it will take 
uh, moist soils. As a matter of fact, you read through there, it's really tough. I think it's a zone three plant. Tolerates moist soil, sun to part shade, uh, the whole nine yards. Great berries. There's male and female, so you have to have a male in there to pollinate those females. But got a little text on my phone from the Arbor Doc, Ron Rothis. You all know Ron Rothis, uh, hobby meteorologist and master certified uh, arborist. He said, quick note about your pick of the week. Deciduous holly is actually native to bogs. Mine sits in water for days and does extremely well. Absolutely one of my favorite plants. Well, if the Arbor Doc says it's one of his favorite plants, you know it's got to be good. So now that I've said that, uh, you better get out to your local independent garden centers and scarf them up because uh, now that folks know that the Arbor Doc gives it his thumbs up, um, they'll probably sell millions of them and you won't be able to find them. No, but uh, check around. But it is a great plant, good for like your uh, border plantings, screen plantings, wet areas that you can't get anything else to grow. Look at the uh, the uh, deciduous hollies, do a great job. And, of course, you get those great red berries. There's also a couple selections that will give you a yellow or golden berry as well. But they do require a male for about every 10 or so females. Uh, and I've got some great names on there listed that you will find most of the time in your local garden centers or landscape. Uh, so be sure and check those out as well. One called Southern Gentleman. Probably one of the best of all the males because he uh, stays in flower longest. Uh, for helping to pollinate all of those females. One of the things I wanted to mention before we go into the break here, uh, as we go into the winter season, one of the things, of course, that we all strive to get and live on and drool over are all those gardening catalogs. And uh, there used to be one out there called Cindy's Plant List, and I, I can't find it. I don't know if she took it down, but it used to have so many gardening catalogs on there. It was phenomenal. But there are other websites out there for you if you aren't getting a lot of gardening catalogs uh, that you can go to and find out. As a matter of fact, Fine Gardening Magazine, which is an outstanding magazine, if you talk about a subscription you'd like to give yourself, that one and the state-by-state -State gardening magazines, outstanding. But if you go to their website, finegardening.com, they have a garden catalog collector link that takes you to quite a few as well. There's another one called catalogs.com which will take you to uh, quite a few uh, gardening catalogs. Thespruce.com will take you to many of them as well. And then davesgarden.com. So there are many sites out there with multiple links for gardening catalogs. If you aren't getting any over the wintertime, the catalogs, they're fun to look at. They're great inspiration for you. Um, a lot of plants you may find in there you may not find in your area. But if you find something you really like, and you'd really like to try, check with your local independent garden centers first. Find out if they grow it, sell it, whatever. And if not, why not? Because it may not work for your area. So always check with them first. And if they can't get it for you, then uh, you go and you order mail order. But the great inspiration to me, all the gardening catalogs that are out there, uh, I can't wait for them to all start to show up. And I think I've gotten about probably four or five to, to date. Uh, Kitazawa seeds, and I'll get that one for you after you come back from the break. It's another really cool one for Asian greens. All right, phone lines are open at 800-823-8255 here in the garden with Ron Wilson. How is your garden growing? Call Ron now at 1-800-823-TALK. You're listening to In the Garden with Ron Wilson.
Welcome back here in the Garden with Ron Wilson. Again, that toll-free number, 800-823-8255, talking about yardening. Um, and, of course, catalog time. And I'll tell you, if you like Asian vegetables becoming very, very popular in uh, cooking uh, out there, uh, Kitazawa Seed Company, they're out in California, Oakland, California. Go to their website, and you can download and print out their catalog. It's it's a hoot just to read through all of these different things that are out there. And check with your local independent garden centers. If you've got a particular tomato, pepper, Asian vegetable, whatever it may be, that you'd like to see them grow, let them know now so they can add it to their list. Because we're putting a list together right now, ordering seeds right now, and maybe they can grow those for you. Got to convince them why you want them to grow it, that other people will buy it. But uh, but get out to your local garden centers and see what they can do for you. But this seed company for Asian vegetable seeds, Kita, it's K-I-T-A-Z-A-W-A, Kitazawa Seed Company, absolutely outstanding. I got my tomato growers uh, vet, uh, seed catalog. I got my totally tomatoes catalog. I got um, baker catalogs, which are phenomenal. So I've gotten a few already, So and Seed Sater, Savers Exchange. So, uh, again, we'll talk more about those as we get into the winter season because those are so much fun uh, to get a little inspiration going through those catalogs. Marianne in Cincinnati, good morning. Good morning. Hi. Um, I would like your recommendation. My granddaughter and her husband are going to be gardening for the first time, and I thought I might get them some books. They want to garden from seed, and they live in Chicago. Um, and then they also were, were interested in beekeeping. And so I would like some books that you could recommend that I could get, maybe get them for Christmas. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, if, you go, if you're able to go to our website at Ron, or in, uh, ronwilsononline.com, yeah. I have listed on there uh, books recommended by us. We just put it on there yesterday for you. Oh, great. That has all these listed. But let me give you a couple that, are, that I really, uh, really, really like. And some of these are brand new. If they're going to get into container gardening, there's no, a, it's, it's not contained. Okay, so they're going to do all in the ground? Yeah, I okay. think so. Here's one that we just talked about about three weeks ago. It's brand new. It's called Gardening Complete. And a lot of the books that are listed on this uh, this listing, the authors, they took their specialties and put them together and put them all in one book. Oh, wonderful. And, it, and it's called Gardening Complete. It's by the authors of Cool Springs Press. It is absolutely outstanding. And it doesn't cover individual plants it covers the processes of how you do it. That's great. That's what they need. Yeah, so you don't get bogged down on different plants. It just tells you how to do it to be successful. Then you can figure out which plants you're going to plug into that particular uh, whatever you're going to grow. There's also a series, a DVD series by Melinda Myers called How to Grow Anything. And one of the DVDs focuses on growing food. The other ones all focus on trees, gardening, Perennials. Um, it's a really great DVD series if they like watching DVDs by okay. by Melinda Myers. And then when it comes to the bees, mm-hmm. there are several books. And I've I've got four listed here for you. Pollinator friendly gardening is a great one because it shows you all the different plants that you can use and different things in your gardens to attract the pollinators in. But there's one written by some uh, local person here in Ohio, Kim Flotman. And he wrote this book. It's called The Backyard Beekeeper. And it's outstanding. And it's, again, for backyard beekeepers, homeowner beekeepers that are outstanding. But you'll find those on this that we just posted yesterday called Books Recommended by the Yard Boy. And, of course, it's for especially for uh, Christmas gifts. Excellent. 
Absolutely. Thank you so much. You've been most helpful. My pleasure. Good talking to you. And, have, of course, have a very Merry Christmas. We don't talk to you before then. Again, you'll find this, and it's it, the books that are on here, uh, you know, I'm a big container gardener, and there's a lot of container gardening books out there, many of which are just generic, and I just don't. But there's one that I have used for many, many years. It's an older book, but it really covers true container gardening. It's called The Bountiful Container, The Bountiful Container, written by McKee and Stuckey. And I still think it's at the top of the list. It's one of the best books for container gardening. They cover all vegetables, uh, regular, you know, uh, annuals, perennials, things like that. It really is a great book. It was written many years ago, but I still use that as my number one go-to for a reference for folks for their, uh, for container gardening. And then I've categorized all the rest of them down through here, including uh, organic gardening, composting, uh, keeping the bees. Even the chicken books are in there. And, of course, Rita's recommendations for herbal books are on that listing as well. So go to our website, uh, uh, ronwilsononline.com, and check out all the book listings. I think you'll find many books on there that are perfect for you or for the uh, the gardener as well for Christmas presents. Back to the gardening phone lines we go. Heather in Cincinnati, good morning. Hi, this Hi. is Heather. Hi, Ron. Hi. Hey, I've got a question about daffodils. Sure. Um, I've always had good luck with them. The deer do not seem to eat them in my area. They always eat all my tulips. Yep. Um, but I bought a bag of uh, yellow, beautiful uh, bulbs, and I'd like to plant them, but I'm not sure if it's too late, and will they go bad before next year? Will they go bad before next year? Yes. Okay. Is it too late to plant? Absolutely not. As a matter of fact, we'll plant right up until Christmas. And if, if by chance in January you find that bag of bulbs out in the garage that you forgot to plant, if the soil's workable, I would still plant them in January or put them in pots and keep them in the garage, let them grow in the pot, enjoy it once they're done flowering. Then you can take them out of there and actually put them in the ground after that. But right now, if you, if you, as a matter of fact, Heather, if you're out somewhere and they've still got spring bulbs on sale, which they usually do trying to get rid of them, it's, still t- it's a great time to scarf those up. And like I say, go ahead and plant in the ground, and you've got, looks like, four to five days of cooler temperatures but sunny days. So it looks like you're going to have some good weather till Wednesday as far as planting. Um, so it shouldn't be an issue there. And if you get to a point where you just can't plant, try doing them in containers, and it works quite nicely, and you can move that around, enjoy it. And like I say, once they're done, then put them in the ground in the springtime, which would be late spring. Uh, mm-hmm. Plant them in the ground, and then they'll come up for you year after year. Hmm. Great. And I've Thank got you. I've got tip sheets on both of those. If you need them, just go to our website and email me, and I'll get those back to you. Okay. Thanks. All right. Good luck with everything. Thank you. All right. Good talking to you. And Nora in Hamilton. Good morning. Hi, Ron. Hi. Um, I've had a lawn professional for years treat my yard without any issues, and this year. I started noticing these patches in the yard. I had the um, manager come out to tell me why, you know, they were there, and he said it was called nimbleweed. Yes. And it has really taken my yard. And uh, how do you get rid of that? What's your suggestion? Well, here's here's the kicker with nimbleweed or nimble wills. Called both both of those is the fact that now it's brown, right? Yes. So you've got these nice brown patches, and you don't notice it so much in the summer. Because it's a nice green, it's real soft, and it kind of blends in, but it's a finer blade than your normal grass. So when you start looking close, <clears throat> you realize you got something different there. It moves in where the lawn is thinned out. For whatever reason, the lawn thinned out in those patches, and that nimble will or nimble weed just comes right in and moves right in for you. And then it's a warm season grass, so it goes dormant in the winter, and then come, greens back up 
usually about mid to late May, and then you don't notice it anymore. So what do you do to get rid of it? Two things. The professional lawn care company should have a product once it greens up that they can spray it with. I, I believe Tenacity covers that. Um, you'll have to check and see. Or what we've always done in the past is <clears throat> about the 1st of all, you deal with it, first of all, until the 1st of August. Mark the areas where it is, and you actually go in and kill everything out and start all over again. That's usually one of the best shots. But okay. but you do that then because September the 1st is a great time for reseeding or sodding. Okay. So you've cleared out those areas. You rake that out of there, and now you come back in with new grass seed, feed it, and you get that grass reestablished in those areas, and you're good to go. But the thing of it is you can't spray it until it greens up. It doesn't okay. It doesn't green up till late spring. And by the time you get to that, you're you're starting to look at the summer, and then, yeah. you, you know, you don't know if you want to deal with new grass that's going into the heat of the summer or just yeah. wait until August, kill it all out at that point, and start all over again the 1st of September. Okay. So if I would not prefer to have to do that, there's a lot of it. Um, you said there was something called about tenacity. I think I think tenacity has it listed. That's something that, he, that your professional landscape or turf care company would be able to use. But here's the other kicker, just like I said earlier. Once he kills that out, you're going to have these huge patches. Yeah. And so you, one way or the other, whether he does it or you do it, where you kill it out with Roundup or you kill it out with if Tenacity covers it, but whichever it is, you're still going to have the patches. Right. And you're still going to have to come back in and reseed or resod those areas one way or the other. Hmm. My, my point being is, do you want to do it late spring after it greens up? And deal with that through the summertime, making sure you keep it watered. Right. Or I see what you mean. Or you yeah. just wait until August, kill it out, get into the fall season, which makes it a lot easier for you. Okay. Well, and it doesn't and sound very good either. No, way. either way, it's a little bit of work. And make sure you get it all out of there when you do take care of it. And, Nora, you're not the only person that gets that. We get That shows up all the time where lawns start to thin a little bit. And the, the kicker is the, the lawn's thinning for some reason in that particular spot. A lot of times it's a low area or whatever it may be. And so the nimble will or nimble weed just starts to fill in a little bit here and there. And you don't notice it too much at first. But but after a couple years, all of a sudden you've got these huge brown patches. And then you realize that that stuff is. And again, it doesn't take, it doesn't kill the grass out. It just moves in where the lawn is thinned out. Well, I, the, the lawn hasn't thinned out. That's what, I mean, it looked pretty good. It was thick all year. I mean, has been. Well, but. So. But if you look at if you look at where that nimble will is, there's probably little or no grass there, so it fooled you into yeah. thinking that your lawn was good and thick there. Okay, well, all right. Okay. I appreciate the uh, the help. You're welcome. Good luck with it. It's a tough one. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. Right. Quick break. We come back. A little home improvement from the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Gary Sullivan, here in the garden with Ron Wilson. Landscaping made easier with your personal yard boy. He's in the garden, and he's Ron Wilson.
Welcome back. You're in the garden with Ron Wilson. And before we talk home improvement, one last thing on our website that I forgot to mention. I can't believe I forgot it because it's a timely thing this time of the year. It's uh, Buggy Joe Boggs gave us a post this past week because this comes up a lot when folks are digging into the old Christmas boxes and things that have been stored away uh, over the over the summer and all. And then all of a sudden you're digging and you find these spiders and you're curious, was it a recluse, whatever. Well, that always comes up this time of the year. So there is a posting on there about the recluse spider. Uh, so be sure and go. It shows you look-alike spiders. It shows you what the recluse looks like so that you can tell the difference. Uh, but it's good information, and I forgot to bring that up earlier in our show. But, again, it's at ronwilsononline.com. Now, his website is garysullivanonline.com, uh, and he does talk about home improvement. And I bet... Spiders come up conversation with you every now and yeah, then. Yeah, that's called the closets. Christmas spider. The Christmas spider the Christmas because spider because it's always hanging out in the Christmas boxes. Yeah, at Christmas time. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I'm sure you get some calls about that. We, we do. We yeah. do. First of all, you're not supposed to ever store your Christmas stuff up in your attic. Okay, because it melts. <laughs> it does. You know. Maybe it's not as bad as it used to be, but, you know, quite honestly, before we had ventilation in attics, and attics still get pretty hot because half the ventilation systems in attics aren't properly done, so, and and then the other half aren't done at all, so, you know, it still gets hot in attics, but, you know, you get those cheap wires, I mean, those Christmas lights and everything, they're not designed to last for 50 years, and you put those things up there, and that attic gets up to 130 degrees, and bakes, 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 and, So I got three more years on my lights? Sure, I'll give you an extra. I was like get, used to get the candles out because they were always crooked and bent and yeah. very. There you no, go. Yeah, you know, for twelve ninety five, I'll get you three more years on those Christmas lights. <laughs> I put up our Christmas lights yesterday Good for you. I didn't hook them up yet, but they're all up. What are you waiting for? Uh, it was five thirty. The sun was going down. We'll hook them up, and, and you'll I be able said to see. tomorrow's going to be a nice day, and I will go find put the final hook up. You know what? They're all in. I just have to connect them. I had a mystery. What? And I haven't figured it out because, well, maybe somebody could help us. Okay. Okay, so I had all my lights up. Wait a minute. I don't really know. what. I haven't looked into it, and I haven't researched it. I yeah. don't know what's going on. And yeah. it was late at night, and oh, enough of my woes. But anyway, I had all my lights up, and I have a spotlight. It's an LED spotlight that's on my door. Yeah. And it's been a pointing at the door, pointing at the door to highlight the wreath, and it looks very attractive. And my wife loves it. It's so not one of those staying. Disney things that's spinning around. No, no, all no. I don't like, God, I like those. Well, we're going to get on that tangent too. I don't like those. But anyway, um, so it's kind of classy, right? right? Mm-hmm. Well, what so I you would expect kind of classy night, at the we got estate. A little bit. You know, it was late. Mm-hmm. No, not real late, but it was later. So you say we got a little bit tipsy. No, oh. not at all. Oh, okay. I was I was of all mind. Okay, and and we're walking towards the bedroom, and when that spotlight's on the front door, we have a real big window above it, and that light kind of hits the ceiling, and the hallway's kind of lit up a little bit, so it's real noticeable. Anyway, we're walking to the bedroom. And I'm going, whoa! And she goes, what? And I go, what happened to our spotlight? She goes, what do you mean? And I go, that light's much brighter than that. That's a dim light. She just looks at me like I'm crazy, like she always Which, does. Yeah. And she's probably right. And she continued walking on, didn't seem to bother her at all. And I opened the door and looked out. Well, that would I, drive you nuts if you knew it was brighter. Well, this bulb is glowing, mm-hmm. but it's not shining on the door. And it's not misaligned. It's so like 
not powerful so enough. So it's lit, but it's not going anywhere. So it almost looks like there's an inner circle where it's lit, and it lit up the sidewalk and everything, and, but it has to project maybe 15 feet, maybe 20 feet. Yeah. And it wasn't projecting. It wasn't lighting up the door at all. The door was, it was almost like there, so I don't know what's going so on. So like it was a glow bulb. Yeah, but it was it was a bright glow, but it wasn't it wasn't going anywhere. Does that make sense? No, it doesn't. So I no, it doesn't I make sense. Look into that. It wasn't burned out, but it certainly was not highlighting the door. And I didn't even I didn't check anything. I mean, I left it on, went to bed. But uh, so that's on my project list. That Were you weird, able though? to sleep? Sure, I can always sleep. There's two oh, things I never have trouble. I thought with that wrong. would just bother you. Two things. Well, I don't have trouble sleeping. I don't have trouble eating. <laughs> That's good. Which explains a lot. I'm like, yeah, I guess it could. But anyway, my light is just kind of like oh, kind of weird. It's anemic. Hmm. So anyway, that's my troubles. How about yours? <laughs> it's a big N- nothing compared to that. Oh, it's huge. It's a burden on me. I can't stand. See, it. See, I wouldn't have been able to sleep. Well, you didn't even hook them up. See, I wouldn't but- have been able to sleep if I worked and hung all the Christmas lights up and yeah. had it just the way I want it. I would have to. I would have to hook it up to see how I did. Hmm. Even if it was 1 o'clock in the morning, I would have to hook it up. No, I didn't do it. Okay. Getting older, getting a little so, more calm, a little more. Really? Yeah. I'm not there yet? No, you're not there yet. You're older <laughs> well, than me. I, I'm kind of getting better. You're older I, than I, me, but. I ignored a light you, that wasn't functioning That 100%. really surprised me. That's why. You know, now that I look back on it, it kind of surprises me, too. Yeah, because I figured you'd be out there like. Well, I didn't have. Clark I didn't, on. I didn't know what it would be right away. lights. I didn't have an extra bulb. The stores weren't going to be open, so there was no need to really delve into it. You, on the other hand, it's the male end and the female end, and you're in business. <laughs> I got to figure out how to get the electric just... out to it. Oh, I used to run it through the uh, dryer vent. Oh, jeez, that's code. <laughs> oh, an extension cord. Oh, that's code. I gotta figure out how to get that cord out there. <laughs> I don't want to hear any of this. Have the squirrels do it for you. Because Have the then I would chew a hole in it. For I would me? start badgering you, and and you do. Do you ever use like the front again. porch light where you put one of the no, screws in there? No, you can't do that. Why can't you do get that? Get you an extension cord with a GFI in there, will you? Why Just, can't you do that on your light like, porch light? Because it's not protected, Ron. What's not protected? The light. There's, you should plug it into a GFI. Okay. But then okay. I got to run it through the dryer vent. No, you don't. How do I get it outside from the basement? You know what? I, today on my show, yeah. I'm having an electrician call an electrician. Oh, then I'll find out. I am going to. He's talk. just going to say, "Oh, call an electrician to come out, and put a plug if, in right there." If I were you, I on would your not, outside wall, I would not listen to this show. My show at twelve thirty. <laughs> don't today. talk about me, okay? Can I say a friend of mine? Yeah, and not use that, that a name, yeah, Ron works. Wilson or anything. That works. Okay. All right. Oh Hope you don't gosh. find any brown lake gray clue spiders in your boxes. But if you want to know what they look like, j- just go to our website. It's runwilsononline.com. This is Gary Sullivan, event. online.com. Uh, thanks to all of our callers. Thanks to our sponsor. Thanks, of course, to Danny Gleason, the Durango Kid. Uh, because without Danny without Danny Gleason, none of this stuff would happen. Now, do yourself a favor. Think about where you can still plant a tree plenty of time. Still plant those bulbs. Get that live-cut Christmas tree. Make it the best weekend of your life. See ya. Or not, Ron can help at 1-800-823-TALK.
This is In the Garden with Ron Wilson. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.